1: We on that haunted ground, the three spooked girls. Hey, Spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and today I am joined with my husband, Matt. Hello. Hello. And today is another installment of our listener encounter episodes. If you are new here, this is the episode where we tell your guys' stories. If you have a spooky or true crime related story that you would like to send over to us, you can send that to threespookgirls at gmail.com. And if you would like to hang out with us on social media, you can do so by going to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our handle there is at 3 Spooked Girls. We are, me and Jessica are both also on TikTok. My handle is spooky underscore sleuth, and hers is spooky Aunt Jessie. If you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash 3 Girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month. Five and up starts our video content have a video series that is called Haunted Grounds. It's on cursed and possessed creepy objects, leaving that a little open in case I ever run out. Who knows? (laughs) We also do live streams monthly and quarterly. We have a video version of Slaughters, which is all about movies, and that's Jessica's fun segment. So definitely check it out. But that's really all I got. So we're going to go ahead and jump in today's stories.
0: All right, guys, so today I'm going to be reading two different stories submitted by some of you guys, and I chose these at random, but I did actually choose two male listeners since I can actually provide the proper voice for these stories. I just thought, you know, you guys might want a voice on this podcast, so maybe it should be three spooked girls plus Matt. (laughs) I don't know. Just throwing that out there.
1: I mean, you could be the third spooked girl.
0: I mean... I guess ghoul (laughs) ghoul three spooked ghouls
1: (laughs) all right go ahead and read us your first story
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so this one was submitted by Devin and it's titled rivers freak me the fuck out awesome title okay so when I was in high school about nine years ago a close friend of mine died in the Sacramento River a place we as a group frequently floated on and spent time Cause of death was determined to be suicide because his backpack and pockets were full of rocks and he drowned. Mm. A few years ago, my mom's friend Shay, who's a medium, called her asking to talk to me. Shay and I hadn't spoken since I was a young child, although she and my mom were fairly close. She wasn't someone I saw or spoke to. Shay started asking me about Frankie and told me that he just kept insisting it was not as it seemed. He wouldn't have done this to himself. There's absolutely no way Shay could have known about this, and she is definitely not the type to fuck with people for fun. This has continued to stick with me. I am not close with his family or friends he had at the time. I can't find shit on the internet about him or any kind of investigation. It's actually just super frustrating. Mm. I could see that why that would be really frustrating, and that's, that's, that's unfortunate that that happened.
1: Yeah. Oh, that makes me so sad. Mm. I'm sorry, Devin.
0: Well, our hearts go out to you, and I really hope that something can develop in that story, and maybe that'll make you feel a little bit better.
1: Yeah, get some closure, for sure. All right. Our next story comes from M. Not my sister. Different M. Just from Matt's and Jessica's. Reference, (laughs) M says, "Howdy! I came across your podcast a few weeks ago and have been binging every episode since. Yay! Thank you. My name is M, and I wanted to share this story of a house I lived in as a child with my mom, her twin sister, and my cousin. Everyone in our family experienced something, and I figured you and the Spooksters might enjoy these stories. There were lots of things that happened in that house, so I apologize if this is lengthy, but I want to give all the details. And like we always say, do not apologize. Love the details." The long stories. The first thing I remember happening was my cousin and I were playing in the basement when we noticed this large shadow on the wall growing larger and taking on a particular shape. It quickly started to look like a man's side profile wearing a hat. We both froze and watched it for a minute before it began moving, and we booked the heck out of there back upstairs. Flash forward a bit, and the activity started taking place all over the house. I want to note that above the basement, there were two more floors to the house with the bedrooms all being on the top floor. My cousin and I shared a room with cute little bunk beds. I was on the bottom while he was on the top bunk. I used to wake up frequently with scratches all over my belly and legs, which was weird because I bite my nails constantly and couldn't scratch myself like that. Well, one morning, my cousin confided in me that he would sometimes get awoken in the middle of the night, look over his bunk and see an old lady with very long, creepy fingernails standing over my bed. She'd smile at him and then disappear. Gross. I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like this at all. (laughs) I'd be like, we're fucking moving. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) My aunt, whose bedroom was at the other end of the hall, told us she started having these very vivid dreams of her best friend's mother who had recently passed away when all of this started. She said the dreams always took place in the house and were very short. She never said anything to my aunt in the dreams. She would just appear in different rooms of the house smiling at her. My mom had two notable things happen while we lived in that house. First thing you need to know, however, is that my mom and her sister call each other B. One day, my mom got home from work and no one else was home yet. She was upstairs in her room when she heard the front door open and what she thought was her sister calling out saying, B, I'm home. She said it sounded exactly like her and it couldn't have been anyone else. So my mom replies, hey, I'm upstairs, to which she gets no response. She comes out of her room and stands at the top of the stairs and says, B, nothing. She starts to descend the stairs and notices she's passing a window facing our driveway and my aunt's car isn't there. She gets a bit spooked, calls my aunt and asks if she was just at the house. She tells her no, that she hasn't left work yet. My mom nopes right out of there and doesn't come back until we're all home. Smart, smart. My mom's other spooky experience still gives me goosebumps to this day. She came home one night after being out with some friends, goes upstairs to her room, kicks her shoes off, and collapses in bed. She's about to fall asleep when she starts hearing this tapping sound. She notices it sounds like heels on the hardwood floor right at the foot of her bed. She said her heart started racing and she was just paralyzed with fear. She couldn't even open her eyes. She was just stuck in the bed with her eyes closed, listening to these shoes tap across the floor. Eventually, it stopped and she waited till morning to get up. When she did, she noticed all of her shoes, including the one she had casually kicked off the night before, were all organized and placed neatly, heel to toe, along the foot of her bed." (laughs) Well, that's a helpful ghost, at least. I mean, they're cleaning up.
0: (laughs) It's ghost Nanny McPhee.
1: (gasps) Yes. My grandpa also experienced something while he was babysitting my cousins and I one night. We were upstairs already in bed, and he was downstairs in the living room watching TV. It was about 10 p.m., and all of a sudden he heard what he described as construction noises, loud bangs, metal clanking, that sort of thing, coming from the front of the house where the kitchen was. He got up to investigate, but as soon as he entered the kitchen, the noise stopped, and nothing was out of place. He poked around a bit to find the source, but couldn't, and went back to watching TV in the living room. The minute he sat down, the noises started up again. This time, he came upstairs first to check on my cousin and I, because he said the noise was so loud, he thought for sure we would have woken up, but when he peeked in, we were fast asleep. He goes back downstairs to the kitchen, and it stops again. He checks outside, and no one was around. This apparently went on for about an hour, and he was never able to find out where it was coming from. Aside from these spooky experiences, little things would almost happen daily. You could be cooking and put a spatula down in one place, turn your back for two seconds, and when you came back, it would be in the other side of the kitchen. Radios and TVs would turn on and off on their own. Doors would open and close. You could hear footsteps coming from the second floor when you were downstairs. The basement was always creepy and made anyone who went down there uneasy. You just felt like you were being watched. You always notice movement out of the corner of your eyes, but when you looked in the direction of said movement, nothing's there. Things like this just happen a lot. I only lived there for a few years while in elementary school, and it was a rented property in my hometown. I always thought about writing a letter to whoever rented the house now to see if they experienced anything. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed. I love sharing my family's experiences with the house. Big shout out to you guys for being awesome and providing us the best true crime and spooky content. Aw, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy. Yeah. See, I like stories like that, though, because they're not, like, super scary. And from what I've been learning, I mean, we get stories like this all the time, so it happens to a lot of people. But it seems like these kind of smaller things are kind of more common. So it's just interesting to me. Hmm. Interesting to me. But it makes you, like, see, I feel like knowing that. Makes it so you're not so afraid of things we don't know or understand. Like, it's nothing to be afraid of, basically. So, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? All right. We want to take a quick moment to say thank you to our newest patrons or those that may have increased their donations since our last listeners episode. Thank you to Samantha, Jamie, Alexis, Stephanie, Jessica, Emma, Tori, Emma S., Bridget, Kim, and Genevieve. Thank you all so, so much on behalf of me and Jessica. We love you and appreciate you guys so much that you believe in the show so much to support us each and every month. And we hope you enjoy the bonus content that we put out for you over there. All right. Well, I'm going to hand it over to Matt to tell us our other story he has.
0: All right. So for my second story, this one is coming to us from Shane. And again, I'm assuming that's a guy. If it is a girl, I'm sorry. Just putting that out there. First off, let me say, I just found your show recently, and I'm hooked. Yay! The best paranormal true crime podcast out there, so thank you for that. Thank you, Shane. Absolutely. I know the the girls work very, very hard on this, and being on the other side of this, looking at them, I can tell you they put in long hours into this show. You know They definitely love all the support that you guys give them, Mm -hmm. and I'm in a lot of the groups as well. I don't interact with very many of you, but it's definitely nice to see that they do have such a supportive community, so I appreciate it, and I know they do too. Mm -hmm. All right. I have a few stories to share, but since this is my first time writing in, I will share one and save the others for next time. My story happened 30 years ago when I was 18 years old. I live in Springfield, Missouri, and have all my life. We grew up on the north side of town, and not too far from my house is a piece of land that we call the albino farm. It's a whole spooky thing in and of itself. Well, there used to be an old wooden bridge that ran beside the land. It's been replaced now. But back then, it was a scary old bridge. One night, my twin brother and I were driving home after work, and I thought I would be funny and try and scare him, so I turned off the main road and headed for the old bridge by the albino farm. I was going to stop on the bridge and do the whole thing where the car died, and I couldn't get it started. I figured he would either start freaking out or punch me, and I was okay with either one. (laughs) That's brothers for you right there. My brother and I are the same way. Absolutely. Actually, my sister and I are the same way, too, so, you know, that's just family. (laughs) Well, as we drove down this dark stretch of road, I could see the bridge coming up, so I started to slow down, and out of nowhere, I saw a see-through, horse-drawn carriage come out of the woods onto the street in front of the car Mm -hmm. and go across the bridge and turn left into the woods towards the old abandoned farm. Oh, hell no. That's when you nope the hell out of there.
1: (laughs) I mean, they may just be minding their own damn business and just trying to go home. Don't judge them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, until the headless horseman turns the corner. (laughs)
1: true good point
0: it happened so fast that i literally slammed on the brakes for a second my brother yelled go and i freaked out as my heart raced i didn't say a word just sped up to get across the bridge and get back onto the main road as fast as humanly possible as we drove off i looked over at my brother and he was obviously freaked out like me he said to me did you see something at the bridge i said yes i think i saw something what'd you see He said, I just fucking saw the ghost of a horse-drawn carriage shoot across the bridge in front of us. I yelled, I did too! (laughs) I knew for a fact I saw it now because we both witnessed the exact same thing. My attempt to scare my twin brother got us both scared. I gotta be honest, it was a long time before I drove down that road over the bridge again. 30 years later, my brother and I still talk about that drive home that one night. Thanks for listening to my story. Oh, I would absolutely be in the same situation. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever go back to that bridge either. I mean, mine wasn't a ghost when I, when I got scared, I was out riding around with my brother in the hills of Pennsylvania and it was uh it's an old rusty Ford, like the Hills have eyes truck. <gasps> Ew. Oh yeah. And it was following us for a good bit. And we were like, uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 and just turned off a road and floored it. We were, Jesus. no, we noped out of there so quick.
1: Between that and your cult story. <laughs> oh, yeah, the cult. <laughs> <laughs> That's me being an asshole because he doesn't want to talk about it on here. Maybe yeah. if you guys ask nicely, oh, man. he'll do it one day. Maybe if you guys get
0: enough <laughs> requests for it, maybe i will do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.
1: Matt's been around a cult. He almost got kidnapped. It's fine. Okay, so... Our last story of the evening comes from Kelsey. Kelsey writes, Dear Three Spooked Girls, I love your podcast. I'm a new listener, so I've enjoyed binge listening. I thought I would share two experiences me and my husband have had. My whole life, I've been into the paranormal and have had experiences off and on as well. These two are my favorite paranormal experiences because they took place at a very stressful time and brought me some comfort at the time to know I have friends and family on the other side to watch over myself and my family. The first one is my husband's experience that still, nine years later, makes me cry. In 2011, my husband had a really good friend that passed away very unexpectedly. The following year, we found out we were expecting our second child. A few days later, I was in the hospital with a possible miscarriage. That night, we went home to try and get some sleep. We woke up the next morning with still a lot of uncertainty. My husband was oddly calm. I asked him what he was thinking, and the next words out of his mouth left me dumbfounded. I talked to Josh last night, his friend that passed away. We were sitting by the fire saying nothing, when out of nowhere, Josh turned to me and said, I'm watching over our boys. We only had a daughter. After telling this to me, he looked at me and said, our baby is going to be just fine. Flash forward a few months, our baby was fine, and we were at the 20-plus week ultrasound to find out what we were having. That's when we heard congratulations, it's a boy. It brings both my husband and I comfort knowing that Josh is watching over our son with his own son. Another story that happened in the same time period of my life. My grandmother was being taken care of by hospice and passed away at home the day before we found out the gender of our son. After my grandma's passing, my mom asked us if we wanted to move into my grandma's house. We jumped on the opportunity to move back home to have help with our two little ones. One night shortly after we moved in, my daughter, two at the time, and I were laying in bed. I was trying to get her to go to sleep with no success. She was playing... <laughs> she was playing peekaboo <laughs> with something or someone <laughs> over my shoulder towards the closet door in the master bedroom. That's creepy Shit, and cute no. all at the same time. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You're like, it's cute till he said the rest of us at dead. Being overtired and just wanting to go to sleep, I jokingly said, Gigi, goodnight, and stopped playing peekaboo with my daughter. Without missing a beat, my my daughter jumped up, looked over my shoulder again, and goes, goodnight, Gigi, I love you, see you later. We still live in my grandma's house, and every now and then, we have things that happen we can't explain away. We just laugh it off and blame Gigi. See, I like that. That's cute. That's not like a scary demon coming to murder you.
0: No, that's family looking over you. I think that's sweet.
1: I love, love, love those. All right, y'all. Well, that is going to wrap up our listeners episode for the month of July. We hope you enjoyed these spooky fun stories. If you would like to share a personal story with us, you can do so by emailing us anytime. Our email is threespookgirls at gmail.com. You can always send it to our DMs on like Instagram, Facebook, all of that good stuff. Instagram does have that like character count thing that gets kind of like annoying. So do whatever is easiest for you. I make sure to check all the different places to grab all your guys' stories. But with that, we are going to go ahead and sign off and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.
0: Bye.